welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Shredded Ed, Cardio Johnny, Paul C, Matt Mork Super Troll, and Brazil Hadley. The best infotainment show around where you'll hear us joke, banter, and debunk all the nutritional myths you've heard time and time again, helping you get fit, healthy, and shredded. So welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast, and I am Brett, and I'm here with Ed, Johnny, and Paul Cocky P. Um, no Matt today. Uh, he's off trying to chase giant rats or something. I heard say. So. I heard he like lost the country millions and millions of pounds, and he's now got to try and get it back. Mate, be careful. That's slanderous. Liable <laughs> to a lawsuit, so you've got to be careful. <laughs> uh, no, How are we all? Very good. I'm very good. Sunburned. Sunburned. <laughs> Do they have sun in Wales, mate? The one day a year, today, today. Seven hours in the sun with no hat and a bald head. No good. And I see Paul's had a rather suave haircut. Did have a little trim. Took about two pounds off the scales uh, as well. Instant weight loss. Yeah. Maybe that can go in the tip. In the tip. Tip Shave. hair game. <laughs> cool. So, uh, Today's podcast, we wanted to talk about what to expect from a diet. Because I guess from the last uh, one we did around uh, is a calorie a calorie, I kind of talked about some of the fundamentals of what dieting should be, but never really talk about what it's like to, or doesn't, you don't feel too many people really talk about what people should expect when they're dieting. Um, so it'd be really cool if we kind of go through some of the stuff. Um, shall we say, um, Johnny, so let's let's first off talk about really what is an actual diet. So let's define what a diet is, just so people. I mean, I guess everyone's got their own opinions on what a diet is, but let's just kind of define it for the audience. And it's pretty know. pretty simple, really. It's this is direct from the dictionary, not the dictionary. The kind of foods that a person, animal, or community habitually eats. I mean, that is pretty much it. But also. You have the other explanation of a special course of food, as in a particular diet. But in terms of diet, what most people think is, or what it is, is what people eat on a regular basis. It's nothing special, but I suppose it depends what you've listened to in the media and in terms of how you define a diet, pretty much. So it's it's pretty simple. It's what we habitually eat day-to-day as a community or as a person or an animal. Cool. So you talk about the media. What would the media define a diet then? So, or maybe give some examples of some types of diets. <clears throat> well, the media <clears throat> usually make a diet sound like something that's going to be super restrictive or give a diet a name. So any, any diet you can think of, zone diet, Atkins diet, low-fat diet, low-carb diet, gluten-free diet, dairy-free diet, paleo diet, all these different things. <clears throat> so probably a lot of people would think, oh, a diet, oh, restriction or a certain type of diet, rather than actually just thinking it's just what everybody eats on a day-to-day basis. So media, they always like to, seem like they always like to make things worse than it is. Yeah. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, to be honest, I, I think I, I put something out during the week on my uh, my IG 
um, to my IG followers around, like, I don't know why every diet has to have a name. Like, you just reeled off how many names? And obviously, they all imply something, I suppose. Like you say, they tend to be, like, they all imply a certain level of restriction on something. So gluten-free diet, no gluten, et cetera. I mean, obviously, some people have to have a gluten-free diet, but... You know, and I, I, I know I made a bit of a joke about my diet, so I just don't eat like a dickhead 24 7 diet. Because, you know, I have burgers, I have protein bars, just don't eat like a dickhead all the time and have them all the time. So, I think, yeah, okay. Like, well, like Johnny said, you know, a diet is just anything you put in your mouth. The, 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 the term diet, as most people see it, is as you're trying to lose weight. And when you say that, oh, I'm on a diet, like everybody's on a diet because everybody's eating food, but mm. we all see dieting as um, like a quest to lose weight. And this is when, you know, um, it's, it's kind of, I think when you start thinking, oh, I'm on a diet, that's when people start thinking you're either on it or off it. And if you're off it, then you're like, you fucked up and you're completely mm. like, you may as well go and binge your face off. Where, But if you're on it, you're on it. And you're like, oh, I'm on a diet. And it's like, I don't know, it's just weird. I think if if, yeah. if you if you are dieting, what do you tell people? So do you say I'm dieting, or do you say I'm on a diet, or does it matter? I do use the t- like when like last year when I was prepping and I was dieting, I use the term oh, I'm dieting. I mean, I never made a song and dance about it unless I kind of had to, but I would say oh, I'm dieting because people understand that. Whereas actually, I'm just trying to you know get shredded. Like that's to me, that's what it is, and I'm not on or off. I'm constantly on, um, even if I have like a little. I don't know, like uh, a spillage of calories, and I eat too much or something. I'm still, I'm still dieting. I'm still on it um, because, yeah, I, ju- I just think the word diet sometimes gives like a negative connotation towards what you're doing, and you, like I say, you can either be on it or off it. Why can't you always be on it? But maybe you've got your it's like driving a car. Sometimes you've got your foot flat to the ground. Sometimes you're, you know, hovering a little bit. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I get it. I think. I mean, like. I've always thought back in the day, like I think the word diet came from Greek language and I think it was something along the lines of uh, way of life. I think that, that kind of rings quite prominent sometimes. So I think to myself, well, actually, exactly what you've just said, diets are not something like you, you're on or off. You, you're always eating. It's, you know, you're always having some sort of diet, whether it's a good diet, bad diet, healthy diet, not healthy, whatever. You know, you're always having some sort of diet. So it is kind of like that. It's just your way of life. So it's kind of almost is kind of circles all the way around in my opinion a bit back to it is all these different names of diets because it's your way of eating almost yeah exactly Does that make sense yeah cool so paul tell me what do you think or what what, <coughs> what do we think that people currently assume when they're dieting then so what what are like their fears what what do they kind of assume dieting means we touched on a little bit but yeah i think obviously general population of people if you said you were going to put them on a diet with the to aim for weight loss people are instantly going to think of massive restrictions and obviously this especially if you're going off any social media sort of uh groups and learning and it's going to be a lot of restriction around carbs are bad for you fats bad for you don't eat this don't eat that so I think um, instantly, if you speak to people, they will their back will already be up about, uh, well, I can't do that. I can't lose weight because I can't stick to something. I can't, I just don't have the willpower to do what you, like say, for example, to what you do. Whereas it's actually more lack of education 
probably stemming actually from sort of what you learn at school because you don't learn really any sort of or any any basis of knowledge for how what actually eats if you think back to your science lessons definitely not well back when i was at school anyway do you remember that far back some some bit <laughs> yeah you i mean that would obviously be a very useful thing to learn probably <clears throat> from the ground from the from young young people upwards how they can sort of manipulate or what actually food does for you I think they're sure starting they to put it into school. Sorry to sort of interject. I think they are yeah. starting to, um, being the, the youngest in the squad. Um, we'd have uh, like an hour a week where you would either learn about health, drugs, sex, um, and things like that. So they're starting to put it in, but it was always that overweight teacher who had a free at that time who was teaching it. So are they the most qualified um, or are they just reading out of a textbook? Um, and we know the government guidelines. Sometimes, you know, they're a starting point, but um, the, the kind of saying, oh, like you say, don't eat too much fat. And it's like, okay, well, that, that, is that helping anybody? Um, so the, they are starting to get it into schools. Um, and I think definitely in PE lessons as well. So if you do PE at school, but then that's got more of a sport focus. Um, so yeah, just kind of. Yeah, I never had it in my school. Like they never talked about anything to do with what you should or shouldn't eat. Um, obviously, the word calories never mentioned anything like that. It's kind of like I even think back to what we have like in, um, I can't think what type of lesson it was, but like food technology stuff where they kind of teach you how to cook and stuff. And they never mentioned anything around types of foods that kind of a general diet should look like or anything. It's good. It's good that they're in there now, though. It's good that if that's if that's the case. Yeah, I think I think that should be the sort of aim. Because if I mean, a large sort of number of people, if you even if you started talking about calories and protein, carbohydrates and fats, people are not going to really have much of an understanding behind it. I mean, obviously they they can look at they look at the back of a packet and see oh oh there's all this in it. There's the, obviously the sugar, the salt, and everything. And that's I think that's what puts the majority of people off are sort of starting on any journeys for weight loss because that lack of information just makes everything so sort of overwhelming. Yeah, 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 no, no, I get it. I think one of the crazy things as well is like, even if they did start teaching these things at school, like such a huge like challenge almost, because like we, we're joking around the other day about how PTs are still asking people about things other than calories. Like, oh, do calories matter? And you, you just think it's general column, that's like the most basic nutrition knowledge. Yet people are still asking, they've gone through personal training courses and that's like, what are they teaching them on these things? Just trying to find the magic again in <clears throat> magic cells. Yeah. yeah. That's why we're all poor. Yeah, exactly. like on yeah, a wallpaper it's... on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny kind of for wallpaper. Look at the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. Hey, you can afford a decent fridge. Christ, yeah. five pound a but roll. That's on. it. That's it, isn't it? In in dieting world, gimmicks sell more than the basics. So, yeah. if yeah. you look at the majority of all diets out there, there will obviously be the gimmicky sides to it, and where in actual fact, you wouldn't make a lot of money off having a sort of just the simple basics that if you understand the sort of energy balance, you're not going to have to avoid foods or you're not going to have to sacrifice 
your social life completely to uh, to lose weight. Mm. And sort of once you learn to incorporate it all, you're quite you're good to go, really. Yeah. And as much as that doesn't sell, though, I think, like, I'm certainly pinning a lot of hopes on that these the people that go out and find these fads and everything else that kind of got these magic bullets they all they we they all fail we know that they all go wrong at some point no they're like they're very rarely do they ever succeed so like they've got to come back somewhere and obviously that's where hopefully the the good practitioners and the people that are doing the right things like morally almost will then almost really really succeed you know like can we say joe wicks it's too late when he said it i guess but like joe, joe wicks and like his plans his personalized plans there's so many people that fall or fail on them you know they've got to come back somewhere so hopefully the likes of obviously us and all the other evidence-based guys can can make the most of it i did hear a he scary such a cult doesn't he yeah yeah mm-hmm. Sorry, i was gonna say i did hear a scary um a scary uh, number we were talking about joe wicks yesterday at a business course that i went to and um Basically, they said that his success rate on his diet plans is less than 10%. Mm. And that's just insane. Absolutely insane. But anyway, this isn't like a slag off other diets. It's not, you know, if you want to go and do a certain diet, which has its certain restriction because that that you think maybe that could work for you. So if you want to go keto because you're not fussed about carbs, I'm not going to turn around and say like, oh, you should definitely not do that. Try it. If it doesn't work for you, then, you know, come back around and take a different approach um but at the same time if you kind of educate yourself a little bit and listen to things like this where people can say you know what we've tried this we've done this we've done this we've done this it didn't really work because of x y and z um maybe you want to take a bit of a flexible approach maybe you want to um i don't know like i think we all have a bias towards counting calories and to uh flexible dieting because it's the easiest it's the, the, the thing you can um stick to the easiest because of the flexibility within it um i think we kind of you know even though we do have a bias towards that and i think it's we should kind of say that but we can also say you know this method it is potentially better for people uh, than i don't know uh, another method because we've we've seen it we've been there we've probably done it as well um and i think in our introduction episode we all said we know we've tried I think between us, we've probably tried most of the dieting methods over the years. And I know for myself, um, surrounding myself with people who knew a lot more than me or who have been there and done it, that helped me massively not go through too many of these kind of dieting fads. Um, I think that helped massively. And listening to stuff like this, but, you know, uh, from from other people, that that did help me a lot. And it helped me um, skip a lot of corners, I suppose. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think spot on Ed. I think um with any what people need to realise, I suppose like we're sort of going down with any of the diets mentioned or any sort of weight loss plan, you, it's obviously the overriding factor is going to be you are going to have to um be in a calorie deficit. So what goes along with that, there are going to be sort of times when you might feel like you're struggling the general obviously people are going to be saying they're super hungry they're super starving if it's done right you're probably not definitely not starving and i think uh you are going to have to accept that there are going to be times when you might be a little hungry or probably more peckish than anything else yeah yeah i think that that probably leads on to quite nicely the next bit we want to cover around what people should expect when they diet because you're right i think 
there are certain things that are unavoidable. I mean, like general fat loss shouldn't be. I mean, I, I would see it as like there's, there's kind of different levels of how depending upon obviously where you're starting, but also to kind of where you want to get to and how, how much suffering, dare I say it, dare I say suffering that you kind of have to go through. So I think for, for general fat loss, for most people, it shouldn't be too difficult. You shouldn't have to suffer that much because I think for most people, I mean, you guys, obviously, we've all been there. Obviously, you can chip in with your own experiences, but when you just want to lose a bit of weight, certainly for, for the most part and for the start, it's not that hard, is it? In terms of like how you feel, I mean, obviously you have to make some sacrifice. It's inevitable because I mean, to a certain extent, um, if you didn't, you just, you'd just you never be fat in the first place or overweight in the first place, would you? We wouldn't have an obese nation because yeah. obviously no one would have to make any sacrifices. But So you kind of just have to kind of start watching what you eat a little bit more maybe. Um, be a bit more sensible and basically like I said just don't eat like a dick 24-7 and for most people that will get them into a, to a general okay level of, of body fat or body composition right yeah I, mean, I think you just got to be use a bit of common sense be realistic if you like obviously the word the you'll see it lots on social media someone will message and say they've got four weeks to holiday they want to lose weight you probably booked that holiday six, seven months ago, weren't you? And you know you want to lose weight to look half decent on holiday. Give yourself a, a fighting chance because you could slowly drop that weight right up into your holiday as opposed to putting yourself on lettuce leaves for three weeks and feeling super crap. Yeah. I'm also not saying just eat lettuce leaves. There are other types much. of salad leaves out just, there. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. There are other, there's spinach, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's broccoli. <laughs> yeah. no. I mean, if you went on a lettuce think... diet, damn, I mean, you could eat all the lettuce it you was. could manage, and hell, you would lose a lot of weight. <laughs> no. that, that's actually a good one. I liked, I'd, like, I'd really like to know how much lettuce you could eat in a day and whether it would actually, because, you know, theoretically, you could still be in a calorie surplus. So could could you actually manage it in real circumstances? That's a fact. that's a great question. That's that's a my fitness pal at half past twelve at night when you can't sleep. <laughs> I've done it with Mars protein bars. How many do I have to eat to fulfill my calorie requirement for the day? Uh, I'll do it later yeah. and let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode, mate, get it on it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean. And I think even getting a little bit leaner. I mean, like when when you just want general fat loss, I think for most people you can start to build in some habits and, you know, just cut out a few things here and there, maybe increase activity a little bit. And you're probably in a good place to get relatively, you know, or, or get leaner, lose some weight and probably feel a lot more comfortable. I think it's kind of when you then get in, getting kind of more lean or getting lean, where you probably have to take a bit more care. You know, and I suppose then is where a lot of people, Eddie, talk about flexible dieting and why we all have this bias towards it. But I do think it is one of the things where you, I think you can get lean without counting calories. But I do think that to kind of get actually lean, if that makes sense, between the, the difference between the two, that you probably do have to start counting calories. Would you agree? Yeah. And yeah, I, was, I, was, I think, sorry, Johnny, go on. Oh, go on, Ed. No, 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 you go first. I think if you don't want to count calories and get lean, that's where you're going to have to be more restrictive, I think. If you want to be fle more flexible, then to get lean, you're going to need to count calories. You're going to need to know where you are. Otherwise, you're going to probably have to lean more towards the quote-unquote clean foods if you're not tracking calories, mm. I would say. 
Yeah, because yeah, otherwise you can't... I mean, the way I look at counting calories is if you don't count calories, you're effectively shooting in the dark, right? Yeah, yeah. You um, can't get... You can't just hoping you get there. Yeah, I... Um, so, I think, thinking back to, like... You think about the, like the the bro way or the kind of like the bodybuilder way of doing things. Um, so if you look at them and they're like, right, okay, the, the the old way is they used to diet and they used to get really lean. They'd eat exactly the same foods every single day for the same meals, and then they would take out a half a cup yeah. of rice from one meal, and then that would reduce the amount of calories they're eating, and then they might up their cardio. Um, so it's just increasing their their energy expenditure. And they're doing the same thing day in, day out. I mean, this is going to be boring and boring and boring. Um, and it's so restrictive as in, like, you can't go out for food because you've got to eat your chicken and rice or, or whatever they're eating for that meal. Um, so that's not for everybody. But you are technically still counting calories because each meal has a calorie um, amount and you're reducing that. And you'll buy having one cup of rice for this meal. Okay, it's not weighing it out and knowing, right, okay, I've got 100 grams of rice here. It's doing it in a different method. Um and uh, so I think, yeah, you, you, I mean, you can get absolutely shredded. You get peeled. People do all the time without counting calories. Um, but the, there has been some calorie counting somewhere to know that you need to reduce the amount because you're not losing weight this week or whatever. Um, and just another point where I was talking to a client this, this week, just gone, and um, he was counting calories to start off with. I love my clients to track their calories to start off with. And when we say counting calories, we're like, we're talking about weighing out your food um, and stuff like that so you can really get an accurate measure of um, what you're putting into your body. And uh, he started off counting calories and he did it for two months, something like that. And then recently we've stopped because he's got a good idea of what his foods include calorie-wise, uh, what sorts of foods he should be eating, what sorts of foods maybe aren't going to be so conducive towards his goals. So he's stopped for the last couple of weeks. He's still making progress. His progress isn't as quick because like you say, you're kind of shooting in the dark. There might be a day where you have something you don't realize you've kind of maybe overeaten a little bit. So you're not going to lose that weight that day or and the next day maybe. Um, but kind of overall, he is still, still losing weight. Um, and he said to me, he's like, is there going to be a point where I will need to start counting calories again? Or is there going to be a point where my, like, my weight loss will just stop and I, I won't get any lighter? Um, and I sort of said to him, you know, you'll get to a point where you do need to be more accurate every single day if you want to keep making progress. Or otherwise, your body's just, you get to that point where your body is telling you it's hungry because it's got past it's kind of like comfort point, I suppose you could say, uh, or you might hear people refer to this as like a set point um, where your body doesn't really want to be any leaner than that. Um, and that's when you're going to really start feeling hungry and stuff. Um, and that's when maybe your portion size will increase even without you knowing you're doing it. Um, so kind of shooting in the dark a little bit um, and kind of winging it a bit. You Yeah, like you say, you know, you're going to get to a point and then I think you do need to tighten up um, and you do need to be a lot more kind of, eating those clean bro foods or whatever you want yeah. to call them. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, th I think like, like you say, it's kind of like you can do all that, but your body is way smarter than you. Like you can try and do all these things, but your body knows how to survive. You know, it's kind of, it's almost like it's one goal is to survive. We all know that like homeostasis, trying to keep around that set point, as you put it and just try and keep alive and, to try and kind of override that without too much of a care, i.e. what I consider like not counting calories. I just think it's, it's making it more difficult than it needs to be if you don't count calories. And yeah, this is my bias. Absolutely. It's my bias towards 
uh, you know, I-I-I-I-I-I-F-I-M and, you know, flexible dieting, blah, 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 all that stuff. It's, yeah, I'm biased towards it, but it works. It's been proven it works. So it's kind of why I'm quite I'm quite keen on for people because no one wants to take the short road, uh, the long road, sorry, to to raise, I guess. And if you if you know a shortcut, you're going to want to take it, aren't you? That's why yeah, people I think... search for stuff all the time, don't they? Mm. I think people obviously, like you say, with the tracking, it's obviously so much easier now even though people don't think it is you got things like my fitness power and everything and you can just barcode it and it puts all your calories in for you so once you've got a basic idea of your energy expenditure or your calorie uh, total for the day you're set to go i mean i it's doesn't take very long i, th- I sort of think of people doing that obviously you t- you're talking about bodybuilders before who have sort of done this for or done that for a fair while so it probably comes slightly easier for them but if you're like talking about people new to a new to weight loss once they get their head around it it's pretty simple otherwise it's like driving your car and turning the uh, speedometer off and then trying to guess how much how fast you're going and then moaning when you sort of get picked up for speeding i think that's a great point yeah um well, Paul, how how did you find going into tracking your food when you started working with your coach? So you went from sort of being somebody who was <coughs> overweight and obviously not tracking calories and kind of eating as and when you wanted, whatever you wanted. How did you find that transition? Yeah, I can, yeah. Um, tough at the start, I definitely admit to that. I kind of, before I got my, or before I started working with Mike, um i'd had a sort of few other plans off another sort of pt and they were very sort of down the generic meal or plat food meal plan so the weight or the set amount of the uh well actually probably where my love of tuna comes from because it would just say one tin of tuna so um, they actually get out meal plans yeah. got that in a meal plan oh, um, i hope so you're yeah, right. Sorry. I hope they were a registered dietitian. <laughs> yeah, of course they were. Oh, <laughs> uh, sure. Um, yeah, so when I moved into sort of tracking, yeah, I think the first probably couple of weeks probably took a little bit of getting yeah, head around it, and I probably didn't track as well as I obviously obviously now it's second nature. Um, but yeah, it's it's I suppose it's a bit like oh my god, there's another thing to take on when you're already thinking about like oh i've got to eat these foods and i've got to make the gym this many times i've got to get this many steps in but then it's like anything anything when you're new to does seem a bit overwhelming at the start but then once you form that habit with it it's nothing it becomes second nature just to be like oh okay i'll just spend two five minutes at the end of the day and just or after even a minute after that you've eaten like when you Sat, sat down just quickly and put yeah. something in it's probably the minute that you'll be spending scanning through facebook you could just quickly input whatever you've eaten you're set to go i think most Johnny. people sorry no, sorry go on. there you uh, go, you go. Said, most people see the ball like we're tracking your food is that oh, i've got to get the scales out i've got to put my plate on it i've got to start weighing things yeah okay you can kind of look at it like that but like i mean literally just before we jumped on the call i was downstairs um food was all made 
got my scales, put the plate on it, right, potatoes, okay, that's 300 grams um, cooked, I'm going to then track that as cooked potatoes, um, bit of oil, chicken, chuck that on the plate, 150 grams, perfect, veg, done. And like, it didn't take me any longer than putting my food on my plate. Like, it, it's not... You know, it's not as a big a hassle as everybody thinks and I always you know it just gives you such a good idea of what your foods include like who the hell knew one sausage has 16 grams of fat in it yeah like I didn't know that and I was eating a pack of sausages a day that's like eight sausages yeah. <laughs> that's more fat than anybody needs yeah. in a day in one meal so yeah mm. go on. and, 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 we, and we've talked before about like you don't have to track everything you know you don't have to, like you don't it's not a case you have to put broccoli on your plate and track it and weigh it you know, like I we, we talked about it. I don't track half, or I don't weigh half the stuff, even though I track because I've tracked for so long now that I've kind of got this like decent um, idea of portion sizes, what's in food and stuff. So I don't have to weigh it. I can just look at it, and you know, I might not be accurate. Uh, we've said it before. Johnny said it on the I think on the, either the first or the last podcast. Like consistency beats perfection all the time. So I'm kind of like I might be wrong, but I'm consistently wrong, and I'm generally kind of the, you know. So it works. I mean, this is genuinely, this is a true story. And uh, I went around my sister's house once and had, I can't remember what I had, but it was like, I think it was like potato she'd air fried and some rice and some other stuff. But I even, I even called out the amount of weight before I weighed it. And I'm not even joking. Both things, I was one gram out. That's impressive. It's a talent. It's an absolute talent. I know I'm special. I know no one else can do it. But no, in all seriousness, it is. It's, you kind of get to that point where, right, okay, I might be fortunate that I was that close, but five grams here and there you might get it wrong or even 10 grams in the grand scheme of it, it doesn't make that big a difference so yeah yeah i mean like you said like they'll once you get sort of spend some time doing it say you're air frying chips or whatever and you've been weighing them out for weeks at some point you're going to know that your handful equates to that weight so you're exactly. not having to get your scales out you're just grabbing out one okay right i know i can have that it's fine yeah, yeah. And it's, don't get me wrong, there's some foods that I still weigh religiously because a small margin of error is gonna gonna mess you up bad like peanut butter. I weigh peanut butter because <laughs> you, know, you, you, you go ten grams or five grams either way, and to be fair, it doesn't look a lot. And that can be a hundred calories. It's like woo in it. Do that twice a day, every day. Yeah, exactly. So jo- Johnny, you, you you obviously had a diet break recently. You, you you continue to track during your diet break right even though you just decided i'm not going to actually set yourself any targets how, how was that or kind of what was your thought process around doing that i was sick of dieting pretty much that was it pretty much so i thought well, i have two weeks off now i didn't even set myself really a calorie goal i just thought to myself don't go over three thousand every day which is cons- quite a lot because i'm like 80 83 kilos as i mean so I tracked probably every other day. So I didn't track all the time. Okay. And then sometimes, because I'm quite habitual in what, what I eat for breakfast and things like that. So I know I tracked that yesterday. It's pretty much the same today. I'm not going to track it. So, but my carb intake probably dramatically went up. Well, not dramatically, but say, I don't know, 100 grams. So I gained a lot of water. I gained nine pound in a fortnight but then i dropped seven this week or eight sorry so even though yeah i i stopped tracking well not totally stopped tracking but a diet break and, and gained some weight got back to tracking 
like you said earlier, I wasn't idiot with my food 24-7 for this week so far. And there's eight, eight pounds off. And I'm not a particularly big bloke. But I think it goes back to the earlier point of if people just realise what they're eating and be a bit more careful, most people dramatically overeat. They eat more than they think. Just, just by being careful, drop weight like that. And it's mm. relatively easy. Yeah, yeah. My two weeks is just all like, I just fancy eating a bit more food for a fortnight. I train better. I was happier for a fortnight because <clears throat> I've been deep in a deficit for a while. But now I'm back on it with a bit of a, a bit of a more positive outlook on it. Maybe we'll do another episode another time on diet breaks and refeeds and stuff. Yeah, it'd be a great topic. Yeah. So cool. Um, I mean, I, I'm conscious, obviously, that we're all absolutely, like, like Ed said, all pro bias on you know the IFYM if it fits your macros, flexible dieting, even counting calories. Um, and it is, you know, we've kind of touched on that. You don't have to do that. There's many other ways to do it, um, whether it is just restricting the clean foods or whether it's kind of keeping it down to a certain restriction at other time, like low carb or proper keto diet or anything else that's going to restrict them. They all work on this principle we talked about in the previous episode around calorie deficit. So it's not like it's the only way, but yeah, just I'm trying to balance up the argument because we've kind of been pro <laughs> pro calorie counting for the last probably 20 minutes or so. So yeah, but, I think like it's it's good to get that sort of balance. But like you say, if someone gets great results off keto, someone get great results off Weight Watchers, that's great. The only question you know, they have to ask themselves is, can they adhere to it for to get the job done? That's cool. But then what? Yeah. Then until what they, until, until they like it, yeah, yeah. Because that's as much as the sort of if it fits your macros. Obviously, if you put that on IG, you're going to get up six million pictures of people eating pizzas, and but then that's such a small snapshot of what probably everybody is actually eating for the rest of the day, for the rest of the week. Yeah, I think it's obviously it's got so sort of blown up with oh, you can just get this lean off eating burgers pizza ice cream but it's not that it's just you get to sort of have a positive sort of outlook on having those those foods by being able to sort of include them in the rest of your 80 percent whole foods i think that's sort of a much missed point now where it's obviously gone away from the sort of basis i guess of what the diet would have been about yeah yeah ed so shredded ed you're the only one that's been probably what we would say shredded so far because obviously you're the only one who's competed got on stage so let's let's so the, the listeners might not even be interested in getting quite that lean like roadmap style lean but um it might be useful just for you to kind of talk a bit about your experience and how it felt, what you went through, just so they get a bit of an idea, even if it's not something that anyone actually ever wants to do. You don't have to get that lean to be healthy. But. If I'd say, if anything, it's getting that lean is the opposite. Is I wouldn't say it's healthy at all. Um, I mean, you get to a point of probably around 10% or something where, yeah, it probably is healthy. It looks great. Um, 10% body fat, that is. Um, you know, you you look like an Adonis. You feel great. You're like, oh yeah, I've got abs. I'm feeling great. And I did a post on this. Uh, it'd be probably months ago by the time this comes out. Um, sort of, you know, what's achievable? Uh, what's sustainable? And I kind of went through it on my my kind of stages of 
when I was on stage, is that achievable? Yeah, to not to everybody, but it, it's achievable if you if you want it. Um, is it sustainable? Nope. <laughs> so you see these guys on like, well, these girls as well on Instagram, where they're like just like shredded. There's not an ounce of fat on them, and they're they're not maintaining that year round. They're just posting old photos. Um, but anyway, so like, I think a lot of these points that I'm going to kind of cover do apply to anybody who has been dieting for long enough and hard enough. If your calories get really, really low, uh, male or female, you are going to feel like shit. Like, there's no two ways about it, really. I mean, you can make things feel better, I think, but you get to that point, and I think Johnny probably got to that point, and that's why he wanted to diet break. I know, Paul, you've been to that point. Uh, Brett, I don't know about yourself. Um, but you do, you do generally just cause you, your energy levels are so low. So you kind of almost in like zombie mode and I'm not trying to put anybody off dieting. And I'm just saying when your calories get really, really low for a really, really long time, you do need that little break to kind of pick yourself up. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, anybody who has been in that situation can testify to that. Um, I mean, I'm not by any means trying to put anybody off dieting because it's on the most part, 90% of the time you don't really notice your dieting. Yeah, you have to think about what you're going to eat. Yeah, you might have to plan your food out for the day. Yeah, if you're having a social situation where you want to go out for food or something, you might have to make a few restrictions earlier in the day or throughout the week to make allowances for that. So you can stay on target, of course. Um, but I think kind of talking about the, the extreme, um, and this is something that I I was told as I started dieting, um, but not many people are told this. And basically, when you get to a certain, I'm not even going to say when you get to a certain point of leanness, because for, for my point anyway, because I think um, this can happen to anybody who, like I say, is in a severe uh, def calorie deficit and they're on low calories. And basically, you don't have the energy to do the things you love so much. So you might just sit down and 20 minutes could pass by and it could seem like seconds. But you're that kind of like monged out that you, you just sit there and you glazed and um, just time passes you by and you don't even know that time has passed you by and you look at your watch and it's, you know, 20, 30 minutes later and you're like, oh, I, I should get up in a minute. And you stay sat down for another five or 10 minutes. <laughs> um, and just because your energy levels are so low, it's your body's way of just saying, hang on a minute, let's not keep expending energy. Um, I kind of maybe want to have a bit more energy so it can like function better and maybe put some body fat on uh, and like we were saying earlier your body is a hell of a lot smarter than you think um so uh yeah um and also i think the nature of being in a calorie deficit and kind of it's controlled starvation isn't it? it's try and burn body fat um so um, your body is going to make you slow down your body is mm. going to try and make you spend less calories so you know, so it can get up to a, like a comfortable point and try and maintain its weight. Um, and my point that I was going to make is completely. Astounding. I think I, no, I think I mean I don't know if it's what you're going to say, but I think by nature you are in an energy deficit, so you're not going to feel like you're absolutely bouncing around the place all the time because it's quite clear that you know it's like I say by definition you're you're actually suffering from no energy. Of course, yeah. Because <laughs> what I was going to say is you're never going to get that feeling of fullness. Uh, that's the thing. Like you can chase feeling full um but your body is never going to be satisfied you're never going to eat a meal and be like i mean i'm not talking about after a week of dieting or a month of dieting i'm talking about you know i dieted for 33 days uh, sorry 33 weeks um with two diet breaks so that was two one was three weeks long and one was a week long 
And I just, you know, I was just pushing full steam ahead, full steam ahead. And, you know, me just kind of being the type of person I am, I just get on with it. I don't really moan about it too much. Um, although my probably my family would say otherwise. Um, I just kind of get on with it. And that's that's probably why I found dieting quite easy and quite comfortable. Um, but when you get to that point where you're at, your calories are so low, and they have been for quite a long time, meals don't particularly fill you up um you can try a really high volume meal which is like low in calories but you've got like 10 plates of food you feel full for about 10 minutes you're like oh hungry again um or you could have like all your calories in one meal and it still doesn't satisfy you for long so and that's just because it's your body saying you have not fulfilled your calorie requirement for today <laughs> give me more food so i can survive a little bit better um uh, yeah. I mean, that that probably leads on quite nicely to say well you know, what is it we can do to kind of combat all that stuff? So that's kind of maybe Johnny can touch on some tips about, right, how we can make diet a bit easy because, you know, it isn't that difficult. When you want to get generally lean, there are some suffering, some restriction, but we're not talking like, you know, the levels of leanness of bodybuilders here where you are like severely restricted. So, you know, it shouldn't be the most horrendous process in the world. And if it is, it's probably not the best process, but there are some things that even though there are some things that you're going to have to suffer or restrict from, what is it? Can we, what, what can we do? Sorry to make that easier. First point before we really go into anything sort of like that is find a diet that works for you to start with before you even bother with anything else. Cause if you go low carb and you love carbs then it's going to end in failure dramatically very quickly. So number one, find a diet that works for you <coughs> because they all work even though maybe some are less optimal than others. So find something that works for you, low carb, low fat, skip breakfast, whatever. Yeah, low carb's not going to work for me. I love cereal way too much. In fact, that's what I'm going to eat me next. Too. I'm, going have, I'm going to have cereal before bed. I love cereal. It's the best thing ever. I can live off cereal and maybe cake. You did, though. That's the problem, mate. I did. I used to have 20 weeks <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> 10 in the morning. 10 in the evening with a pint of milk uh, either side in a mixing bowl. So, holy you know, shit. Every, big, big every time I hear that, honestly, it absolutely cracks me. <laughs> There's a reason why I went to 18 stone four, whatever it was, or 18 stone five. <laughs> There's another tip. Do not eat 20 weekly bits a day. You will definitely not lose weight. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to the point <laughs> of what we, can, what we can do. Ed already mentioned it is bulk up your meals with veg for start because veg kind of high volume but relatively low calories i mean think of spinach probably the bag of spinach and how many calories is that going to be i don't know and drug less yeah. whatever so just bulk things out and another one was probably a lot of <clears throat> probably a lot of people who listen to this is protein intake we as a population probably don't eat enough and it's what fills us up the most so things like chicken fish whey protein all those eggs egg whites all those sort of things we need to eat more of and make sure we have in pretty much every meal to keep us full fiber but if you're consuming enough fruit and veg then fiber is going to be going to be a given because that fills you up as well and you need it for health um, as you can see, I'm looking at some notes I've made. Preparation. Like, if you know you're going out or you've been asked out on a Saturday night for food or whatever, 
then prepare five days in advance if you've got that much if you've got that much notice. So maybe drop, I don't know, two hundred calories every day leading up to the event. So you've saved them maybe a thousand or twelve hundred calories. Because I think that's where a lot of people fall off. Is like, oh, I can't go out and have a drink. I'll go off. I'll go off my diet. I'm off plan, which then leads to the binge. I'm off plan. So it'll be proper off plan and eat everything. So if you can work it in, still have the cake or whatever meal you want, and still be on track, then mentally better. Anybody else? I think I've said a few. Eat a few tins of tuna. That works. That mm. does work. <laughs> That does work. But only tuna, though. Like tins, yeah. of sa- tins of salmon don't work. Well, no, not as much. You those, can... Um, those fats, bro. Uh, those fat, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got low fats. Dumbfounded. <laughs> 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 you know what to say. Mackerel cool. in tomato sauce in a tin from Prince's. Mm. Ma- mackerel? Yeah, oh, in tomato sauce from in the, from the little tins. Oh, just lovely. Does anybody like mackerel just on its own? No. Yeah, I do. I do, do like mackerel. Yeah. But do you know what? I never eat it because it is too fatty. Yeah, now, yeah. I'm not, I'm, you know, obviously for listeners, I'm not saying don't eat fat. I'm not saying fat is bad. All I'm saying is I think uh, Matt touched on the last podcast. It is fucking calorific. So hmm. it's pretty easy to overeat. You know, it's nine grams per nine calories. He said that, didn't he? Nine calories per gram. So it's like, fuck me. You can easily go through quite a bit of calories just eating tinned mackerel. So I don't eat that shit when I'm dieting, I tell you. I Ooh. Even though I'm on like a lot of calories, I, I haven't eaten it this time around. Like last year, I did eat it quite a bit, but I just find the taste is so strong. I don't know if anybody else finds it. You have to have like something really, really strong to have with it. Um, and I found, here's a top tip recipe for you. Horseradish, um, touch of like olive oil or something like that. Just mix it up and pour that over the top of mackerel and it goes really, really well. Just saying. Get that on a recipe book, mate. mate Sell it. I, I need to paint it that quick. <laughs> cool. Right, any more tips or shall we move on to... Uh... The next part of the podcast. Drink plenty we, of water. Oh, I was just going to say that. <laughs> plenty of water. Yeah, yeah. To be to be fair, I am a massive boredom eater. Like I eat, I eat when I'm bored, like bad. Like because I work I work obviously Monday to Friday in office. I get bored, and all I can think about is food. So drinking water does definitely help because it just keeps your mind off it. You stop like you get those pangs where you think it's hunger, when actually you're either thirsty or just bored. So. Yeah, or we could go into your favourite subject and have a Coke Zero. If you want something sweet. Yes. Yeah, sweetness. Avoid the old Coke Vanilla, though. I'm not... Blasphemy. Coke, Coke Zero Ginger? What? What? That's just nonsense. That shit, that shit is real, mate. That stuff is legit. I promise you. Rather drink, drink the juice out of a tuna can. <laughs> you do anyway, right? Speaking True. of that, yeah. when I was in my bro days, I actually, this is how it came <laughs> about. If you eat tuna, you drink water, does it not sort of disintegrate in your mouth? No? Yeah. Well, it does. Yeah. So I thought, logically, let's put a tin of tuna in a glass of water and see what happens. Fuck off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tip, it didn't work. Just went on. It's basically I, like drinking tuna, tuna juice. It's I horrific. Think- I think you've just said the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I did it. I did it. When I was when Literally. I was over, when I was large, I thought, oh, 
this works, you know. Rocky drinks egg, eggs, so why not drink just tuna and water instead? Yeah, Rocky got salmonella. Fucking hell. <laughs> it was so. horrific. You know, I, I, like for food. Has anybody <laughs> actually drank raw eggs? And you know, you know when they did that um, neck nomination shit, where yeah. everyone's down upon a drink. Well, me, me being me, thought, "Fuck that, I'm not doing it." So I did a fit nomination. So uh, that involved going to a local park. Bear in mind, there were small children, and I must look a right dickhead. I went to a local park with a headband on and like Rocky gear, and basically did as many pull-ups as I could, which was about 19. Which, to be fair, isn't even that bad. But did about as many pull-ups as I could, and then went down one of those like bungee swings. Yeah, and uh, got to the end with a concoction I'd made up of raw egg, whey protein, cayenne pepper. I don't know, just a basically a load of stuff I could put in a shaker. And I'll be honest, that was awful. Like I was burping like cayenne stuff for about four <laughs> days after. Worst thing about it is I put the shaker up to drink it, like the yolk hadn't broke, and I like stuck in the end the yolk. And obviously that, like, I was like going on, and then all of a sudden it exploded out of nowhere. Oh, it was awful. So when I was at university and this was before I kind of got into nutrition and I was trying to, uh, I think I said it in the first episode, I was trying to get shredded but still go out drinking all the time and wasn't in a calorie deficit basically. Um, I used to, after I worked out, so I'd go to the gym at like around lunchtime and then afterwards before I went to my lectures, uh, I used to have with me, I used to drink it in my lectures as well, it must have stunk. Uh, it was whey protein, a couple of raw eggs um quite often like some sort of fruit in there like blueberries or raspberries although raspberries give a really horrible like stringy taste when you put them into shakes it's really gross even when you blend them up as well i don't know if anybody else has experienced that um and then i quite often put milk in there as well like i mean that's quite a lot of calories in a shake Mm. um no wonder i wasn't losing weight um yeah and i used to drink that religiously for like i did for a few weeks how did you how how did you blend it at school Uh, i lived like just outside of campus ah, um, okay right yeah so it was like a five minute walk to campus from my house so i had to have it in my bag so that's been sat in my bag for like two hours whilst i've been in the gym <laughs> and then i'd walk to my lecture <laughs> slowly <and> poaching <laughs> in your school bag <laughs> yeah um i, I, I think i think shredded ed got salmonella as well uh, yeah well as rocky geez secrets out <laughs> so do not do it. Don't put raspberries in the blender and stuff because it tastes grim in shakes. Um, and don't eat raw eggs because it doesn't work or help. <laughs> right. So shall we do the things we trolled on the internet this week? Let's do it. Who's in, got one? Infrared uh, makes... What was it? i got to find the post. I'm like, infrared it, it, saunas detox it. Yeah. I, all I said, show me the evidence. I haven't had a reply yet. I don't foresee me having a reply or probably being banned from posting so pretty soon. Infrared detoxes your body. Let me, what's, uh, wrong, what, what's wrong with your liver? Well, it's obviously not sexy enough, is it? Something to sell again. Let me see if I can find the post. What's the thought process behind this? Yeah, because I wasn't going to be getting my missus to... Point there the sky remote at me. <laughs> there wasn't a, a thought process. Just get two <laughs> two phones from like five years ago, which had infrared yeah, sending just... things, but either side of your head. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> All right, here we are. The key to making sauna use an effective detoxification method comes from frequency. Apparently, just like going to the gym. The difference between saunas is that traditional hot rock and steam saunas operate at extremely high temperature. Bloody bloody blah, bloody bloody bollocks. 
infrared light experiences heat is the invisible part. It's just bollocks, basically. I, I've just Googled something that says, obviously, the infrared sauna is heat your tissues several inches deep. That sounded nice. Uh, which, <laughs> which can enhance your natural metabolic processes, which includes circulation and helps oxygenate your tissues. Where's Yeah, I think you're right, mate. Where's the fucking evidence? I'm just half expecting to see just before and afters of some nonsense. My YouTube video. Some of the yeah. simple YouTube videos. So here it is. Oh. That's, yeah. the, that's the best evidence ever. Yeah. Just, have, just have a video. Yeah. How I'm, about some actual research? I had mm. one in uh, the Nutrition Made Easier group. Uh, it was a guy trying to sell some natural herbal remedy for people with... Uh, basically people who couldn't go to sleep the ironic thing this was ages ago the ironic thing was i couldn't sleep at night <laughs> that's why i was on facebook saw, <laughs> saw the live stream decided to troll the person uh and then like they just get kicked out in the morning when matt and johnny woke up um, and i i was questioning like whatever they were trying to sell i can't remember now um I was questioning what they were selling and their link for it to work was to their own website. Now I can't remember what the website was called, but it sounded like really like a really shitty porn site. That was how bad this website <laughs> name was. Awesome. <laughs> what, um, like, what like three inches deep? <laughs> something like that, yeah. Uh, and the, 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 what they were trying to use as their evidence for this thing working was a video that they had made which had across the front of it, I, when I tried to play the video, it said, Google has blocked this video. <laughs> so it was <laughs> that bad. Google had blocked it. Uh, yeah. Well, that is some... Well, to be fair, they deserve to be trolled. Some, some shit like that, they deserve to be trolled. Definitely. He called cool. me some, he called we, me some nasty we... names as well. Like what? I can't even remember. He's... He, um... I can't remember, but it was it was like it, it he was American, so it was like American nasty names like a oh, Jer- Jersey dweeb. That's what he called me. Douchebag. No, he called me. For, a for our information, it works out if you're on a say a calorie amount of two thousand calories a day, you could eat thirty five lettuces. What lettuce heads? Yes. Is that all? Yeah. It oh, works shit. on my fitness pal. They're fifty-five calories yeah, per say, yeah. lettuce head. Wow. That, sh- that ain't worth it. Nah. What's I'm the protein? Stick, gonna... Challenge one day. What's the protein nah. in that? Zero. It's gonna be like a gram of protein per he- lettuce head, surely. Well, maybe. Nah, I don't think it's even that much, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Come on, cocky P. <laughs> the viewers are waiting for this. I had a fun yeah, thing fun. that I trolled. Well, one more then. Yeah, we, it's then we'll wrap it up. Um, it was uh, eight things to eat and drink after a junk food binge. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, yeah. So I think I tagged you all in it, but I think you just ignored me. Um, <laughs> green. I'll, I'll flick through them really quick. Uh, green tea, an egg and veg omelet, berries with yogurt, water, peppermint or ginger tea, oatmeal and fruits, fruits with high water content bananas so basically the only decent thing they've said there is water uh why if you've had a binge and you've eaten more calories than you should be eating would you want to add more calories like just <laughs> it blows my mind blows my mind but yeah. loads of people were commenting it saying oh i do this all the time after a night out and i'm like 
yeah, great, like, up your hydration to maybe help process the alcohol, but don't go eating, like, oatmeal yeah. thinking that you're going to lose weight. Well, <laughs> the thing is, right, if, if the premise is on the fact that you've been out, had an had a alcohol binge and had a food binge or something, and then you wake up the next day and you think, oh, I need to detoxify or whatever I need to do, and you start eating those foods you mentioned, you're probably not eating the things you would have eaten, i.e. a full English, fucking burger and chips for, from McDonald's for lunch, and then KFC for dinner. So, yeah, okay, that shit might work. <laughs> in that sense, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. if you've gone and had, like, three pizzas on a night out and then you go home and think, oh, I'm going to eat this yoghurt and berries because it's going to offset all these calories. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, right, lady. Right. <laughs> cool. Right, so let's let's wrap this wrap this up. So the take-home point is that dieting doesn't have to be bad, right? You know, all these things we already mentioned can make it a bit easier. So it depends on your level of leanness. If you're... Ed, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, rearranging. Oh, man, Why do people do this to me? Whenever I'm in mid-flow, someone does something. Now, it's just for those who are listening rather than watching, he just puts crotch into the camera. I don't know why. It, just I, it like wasn't he was giving back. <laughs> it wasn't exposed. Like, Everybody's going to be on the YouTube now, like searching for this. <laughs> now I think that Ed's, Ed's actually sat in the chair with stirrups. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, basically, dieting don't have to be hard, but it does involve a little bit of sacrifice. Basically, don't eat like a dick. Anyway, hope it's been useful. Cheers, guys, and we'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.